Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy on. He's an author. He's a journalist. He's the creator of Ancient Apocalypse, which is on Netflix right now. It's Graham Hancock. Graham, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Joe. You, you Thanks know, for having me on your show. You're very welcome. Kay acquainted us, our mutual friend Kay Smythe. And I think yes. she's right. I think that you've got a very cool accent. Now, she said it was cooler than hers, which I'm not sure yet. We'll talk for a while. Maybe I'll make that decision. But, but it's, Well, since I'm 72 years old now, maybe <laughs> I've had longer to practice. That could be it. Exactly right. Now, I have not seen Ancient Apocalypse yet, but uh, we sort of did a preview yesterday when I had Kay on the program. And the preview really uh, grabbed my attention because I remember going to school in this country. Um, I was in, in public school my entire career, and I learned that, that human beings showed up 10,000 years ago, which yeah. it turns out really isn't the case. In fact, your premise is that there were humans not only around, but there were civilizations thousands of years ago that were pretty modern by today's standards. Fill me in. I think it's a, I think it's a possibility that has to be considered. The Ice Age was a very dramatic, very peculiar period, set in about 125,000 years ago, came to an end cataclysmically around 12,000 years ago. There are many anomalies and puzzles that come down to us from the Ice Age. Somebody was mapping the Ice Age world, and they were doing so uh, with great accuracy, with accurate relative longitudes, which is uh, which is a considerable technological feat that our civilization didn't achieve until the middle of the 18th century. Right. Somebody was making very accurate astronomical observations and geometrical measurements. Uh, so it's like a black hole in the past. There's some, my, my sense is of something something missing, and and somebody needs to speak to that. And I spent the last 30 years in a series of books and, and television series trying to address this point of view, which is completely the opposite of anything that mainstream archaeologists believe. It's the opposite of what they teach. Uh, it's a it's a minority point of view, but it's a point of view that I believe deserves consideration. I want to do more of a dive into that. Go, go to GrahamHancock.com. GrahamHancock.com is his website. Again, check out on Netflix, Ancient Apocalypse. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, we were mapping things out and following the Ice Age, and, and uh, Kay mentioned yesterday international travel. 10 or 12,000 years ago? Yes, what, what sort of evidence are we seeing of that? Well, for example, the DNA evidence. There's a, there's a group of people called the Surui in the Amazon rainforest in South America who carry genes that are closely related to those of people from Melanesia and Papua New Guinea. Uh, and the earliest evidence, the earliest surviving evidence for the presence of these genes in South America goes back to the last ice age, nearly 12,000 years ago. Wow. So somebody 12,000 years ago was capable of carrying genetic material, in other words, of reproducing uh, across vast distances of the Pacific Ocean, connecting connecting uh, Melanesia, Papua New Guinea with South America. That's hard genetic evidence. Nobody disputes that it's there. The mystery is how it got there. If 
the only peopling of the Americas came across the Bering Straits through North America and down into South America. We should find this gene in North America, but we do not. We only find it in the Amazon rainforest and in Melanesia. Uh, right across on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. It's incredibly interesting because we, of course, are educated to believe that those that we call indigenous people here in this land that we now call the United States, they came through the Bering Straits, as you said. They're either Asian, Eurasian, or European uh, in in genetics and DNA code. Um, you're saying that they could have come from the south or from the side? Uh, I, I'm, I'm saying that they probably came lots of different routes. There's no doubt that there was migration across the Bering Straits. Alaska... And, uh, you know, what, what is now Russia, where, where were once joined in, in a land bridge when sea level was 400 feet lower than it is today. No doubt there was migration across the Bering Strait, but it wasn't the only way. People came by boats. They coasted along the coastlines. But what's most remarkable is this DNA signal in South America, which speaks to a voyage across the whole of the Pacific Ocean wow. more than 12,000 years ago. And that is not supposed to have been within the capacities of our ancestors at our time. And this is just one example of what I mean by there's something missing in our past. There's a, there's a forgotten episode. I won't swear that it was a civilization that had cell phones, cell phones or flew spaceships to the moon, right. but it was a lot more advanced than the, kind of, than the kind of peoples that are generally believed to have lived at that time and was capable of feats that in some cases we ourselves are only becoming capable of again now. And the thing is, as a journalist, it's uh, Graham Hancock, by the way. Graham Hancock, he's the creator of Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix. And uh, go to GrahamHancock.com, find out more about him. Um, as a journalist, I know that you're skeptical. Uh, again, I talked to our mutual friend about this, and, and she was quicker to believe this than even you are, um, mm -hmm. or th that you were. What was it that told you, well, this must be true? Because, again, I... I, I sharpen my teeth in journalism myself. I've won a bunch of awards and you're extremely skeptical when you're trying to find out the truth. Was there something that hit you in the face and said, well, this has to be? Well, the first, the first thing I'm skeptical of is, is archaeology itself. Yeah. Um, because archaeologists are the gatekeepers of our past. They're the, they're the people to whom our past is entrusted. And that becomes particularly so when we go into prehistory before there's any written documents, when no written documents have survived. Then it only becomes a matter of interpretation. And I find that archaeologists make a very limited, very cautious interpretation of the past and are, and are absolutely unwilling to consider other possibilities. And the the evidence for a lost civilization of the Ice Age, a civilization that spanned the world, that left maps of its progress, that understood obscure astronomical phenomena like precession of the equinoxes. I've presented this in a series of half a dozen books over the last 30 years, Fingerprints of the Gods, Magicians of the Gods, most recently America Before, looking at the whole story of the peopling of the Americas and how that ties into the origins of this this lost civilization. It's a, it's a life's work for me. And what I've tried to do in this Netflix series is summarize some of the key aspects of it. Well, Graham, I've got to ask you, why would archaeologists have a problem when you're presenting real facts? Why do they need me to believe their version of it? And why aren't they open to hearing what you're, what you're uncovering? There's a, there's a terrible problem of political correctness uh, occurring, occurring in the archaeological world at the moment. Um, uh, because I've proposed the possibility of a lost civilization of the Ice Age, which may have had an influence on other later cultures, I've been accused of being a racist and a white supremacist. I find this personally what? very injurious since I'm married to a woman of color, yeah. since I have four mixed race children and since I have 
seven mixed race grandchildren. I find it infuriating to be accused of spreading racism and white supremacy, but it's just a very easy way for archaeologists to put down an opposing argument without actually having to get to grips with the argument. Yeah, but yours doesn't appear to be opposing, Graham. I'm, I'm confused. It appears to be... Oh, it's opposing because... Here, here, here's the fact. Well, it opposes what, what they want us to believe. I get that. But but it doesn't oppose fact. They had fact. You found new fact. Put them together. Let's figure out where, where the hell we all came from. Uh, Why is that is difficult? Where, this is where we come to the places who decides what's a fact. Mm. You know, who decides what's a fact and who decides what the fact are the the gatekeepers of our past, namely archaeologists. I mean, I regard it as as a fact that the erosion on the body of the Great Sphinx speaks to that monument uh, having stood there more than 12,000 years ago. Yes work of John Anthony West and Professor Robert Schock of, of Boston University, I regard it as a, as a fact that the Great Sphinx was oriented to point at the rising sun at dawn on the spring equinox 12,800 years ago, facing then the constellation of Leo. Uh, I regard it as a, as a fact that the Great Pyramid of Giza incorporates on a scale of 1 to 43,200 the key dimensions of the Earth. The height of the Great Pyramid matches the polar radius of the Earth and the, the perimeter of the Great Pyramid matches the equatorial circumference of the Earth. But all of these facts are either dismissed as coincidences or irrelevant or not facts by archaeologists. And it's archaeologists who are controlling the narrative in this space. And that's why they're so furious uh, that I was able to present an alternative point of view, Ancient Apocalypse, on a major platform uh, like Netflix. Uh, Netflix is where you could find it. Uh, Ancient Apocalypse is the name of the series. Go and find it uh, right now. GrahamHancock.com is his website. It's Graham Hancock. Let me, again, I'm a simpleton, which you probably have deduced. Um, So when we're talking about the pyramids and the Sphinx, we should what, never put ourselves down, Joe. Well, well, it, I'm being I'm being a little facetious because I I want you to feel welcomed. Um, when we I talk do. about the pyramids and the Sphinx. How, how could they possibly have, have, have made those incredible feats of architecture with, without something we would call modernity, without some sort of modern abilities that we never gave them credit for? I mean, what, what is the archaeologist's version of the Sphinx and why it does what it does and how the pyramids were made? And what do you believe the facts show? Uh, the archaeologist's version of the Sphinx is that it was, cre- it was created around 2,500 B.C., let's say 4,500 years ago. Right. Uh, by a pharaoh named Khafre, uh, who modeled its head in his own image. Uh, and uh, a pyramid, which is attributed to Khafre, uh, stands nearby. What the geology of the Sphinx says, and again, there's years of work by others, not, not just myself, but by Professor Robert Schock at Boston University and John Anthony West have gone into this. What the geology of the Sphinx says is that that monument stood there during a period of extremely heavy rains, and a period that lasted for more than a thousand years. The last time there were rains on that level in Egypt was around 12,000 years ago. Uh, The the astronomy of the Sphinx speaks to an alignment made around 12,000 years ago. The megalithic temples in front of the Sphinx, the so-called Valley Temple and the Sphinx Temple, uh, have huge core limestone blocks with later granite blocks that have been added onto them, almost worshipping them, the granite blocks cut in the shape of the erosion on the core limestone blocks. And Egyptologists date the structure to those granite blocks. I and my colleagues see those granite blocks as later restorations okay. of much older, much more ancient structures.
structures. But the argument was, how could the Sphinx possibly be 12,000 years old? There's no other structure anywhere in the world on that scale of that age. That was the argument that Egyptologists put forth until the discovery of Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, a gigantic megalithic site with precise astronomical or uh, orientations, pillars that weigh 20 tons, uh, which is dated to 11,600 years ago. So if you can make Gobekli Tepe 11,600 years ago, you can make the Sphinx at around the same time. Amazing. We're missing something in our history. There's something missing. This is the point that I keep trying to drive home. And no matter how much the archaeologists insult me or attempt to divert the argument or, or create straw men about what I'm saying, I'd say, first of all, go read my books. And secondly, I'm going to persist in this because we are missing something in our past and attention needs to be paid to it if we're ever to figure out who we really are. And, and what's wrong with that? And I've got to tell you, I'm very good at my job. And my job is to take in information and then decide which side I, I believe and where I want to opine. And then I'm willing to take on debate with somebody who, who's on the other side. I'm yet to hear you allude to anything that would have to do with skin tone or ancestry. I'm not sure I understand how there's a white supremacist straw man being thrown at you when you're talking about Egypt and you're talking about people coming through the Bering Straits, um, you know, from, from parts of Asia and so on, or maybe making a Pacific Ocean trip that nobody ever thought could happen, which would be an unbelievable feat, should we just study it uh, above board? What is their argument? What, where does the white supremacy come in, Graham? I'm missing it. recent book, which is 20, published in 2019, America before the key to Earth's lost civilization, I present evidence and suggest that the origins of this lost civilization were Native American, that it was based in the Americas. These accusations of racism and white supremacy have been thrown at me purely to uh, purely to to divert the argument from the the issues about which I'm talking yeah. uh, and turn it into some sort of fantasy witch hunt. Uh, and I think the purpose is uh, to discourage people from uh, watching the show and discourage people from reading my books. Uh, uh, but I think people are more discerning than that and will make up their own mind. Well, I think that people in this day and age genuflect to, I'm not a racist, and they have to immediately change whatever the courses that they're on. Has Netflix uh, flinched at all? Have they bent a knee at all to these people or not? Netflix have not flinched as, as, as far as as far as I'm aware. We thoroughly fact-checked uh, everything in this series. We were extremely careful about all of that. Every factual statement was triple fact-checked. Uh, and we're satisfied with the accuracy uh, and, and the honesty of, of what we presented. But I think archaeology just finds it a very bitter pill to swallow. But it needs to be remembered that archaeology dominates all teaching about history in schools, about prehistory. It's all based on archaeology. The mainstream media when they speak about the past, are speaking about a past drawn from the ideas of mainstream archaeologists. I'm just one voice offering an alternative point of view, yet it's made them so angry that this one voice got on a major channel. That's it for part one of my special interview with Graham Hancock. Make sure you stick around for part two tomorrow on The Joe Pag Show. We're back after this. This is The Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Really interesting talking to Graham Hancock about his series, Ancient Apocalypse. I've not seen it yet. I look forward to seeing that. 
But I remember in school distinctly being told, yeah, man has been around about 10,000 years. Well, it turns out we've got evidence of not only were there civilizations back then, but they were making cross-Pacific trips and they were mapping out the world. And also what we get into more is how much more landmass there was then. Um, then the Ice Age happened. It all melted. And that really did give rise to the oceans. And no, there weren't any SUVs back then. And there weren't a bunch of cows farting or Pete Buttigieg going on trips to the Netherlands. It's because cycles happen. And, and I asked him directly, how exactly did human beings survive um, after, after everything was a sheet of ice? How do you live like that? And he gives a really great answer. Make sure you stick around. Tomorrow night we'll have part two with Graham Hancock um, on his series called Ancient Apocalypse. Pretty cool. All right, let me tell you about uh, the heating bills going through the roof. You guys know this. And gals know this. You've had an extremely cold winter in some areas of this country. And your heating bills just aren't what they used to be because the price of heat, of oil, of fossil fuels is going up because of what we're seeing in politics. So why not get the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater? Because it's helping thousands of people save money in their heating bills. At Eden Pure, an advanced heating engineering team combined an infrared heating system and a convective heating system into one space heater. Those two technologies work together to heat a home better than your current furnace, boiler, baseboard heat, and other space heaters. By using two forms of heating technology to heat a room, the Gen 40 heater makes you feel warmer and reduces your heating bills. We've got one in the house. It works absolutely great. And it's portable. You move it anywhere you want to put it. Right now, you can get an additional $50 off the Gen 40 sale price with my discount code. So go to EdenPureDeals.com, enter discount code PAGS50, P-A-G-S, the number five zero. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS50. That gets your free shipping as well. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code is PAGS50. Make that happen and make it happen right now. I think I have time to give you Joe Biden one more time because the people really did enjoy the Turner phrase, by the President of the United States. Because, listen, if you're going to talk about a phrase, then you probably are going to want to go to Joe Biden. I've traveled over 140 countries around the world. I'll paraphrase the phrase in my own neighborhood. The rest of the countries, the world is not a patch on our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. Got it? The rest of the world, the countries are not a patch in our genes if we do what we need to do. There is depth there. Well, no, there's really not. What he said makes no sense. You know it, and I know it. But if you want to share that with somebody, because a lot of you do, a lot of you got a hold of me already, go to Instagram, put in at Joe Talk Show, at Joe Talk Show. I did a come on video about that and some others as well. Let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula, what's going on? So TMZ is reporting that uh, there have been a lot of uh, fake fundraisers popping up with GoFundMe in regards to uh, Damar Hamlin. So, oh, wow. yeah, so of course, Go, GoFundMe is is deleting them all. There's only one that's out there, and it was for, I guess, his charity, the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. Right. Uh, that one, which, by the way, has already raised or surpassed $4.7 million since this incident that he had. And before that, it was like thirty or 40000 so people really did go nuts for yeah. chipping in for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I brother, appreciate you, Polo. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Kerry. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.